Welcome to Vox Vomitus, also known as Word Vomit. Hi, everybody. As you can tell, we have, we have already started chatting, yes, already we have. started drinking our cocktails. Welcome, welcome back, Vox Vomitus Vixens. Welcome back to our fans and our friends. Uh, it was a long hiatus, a long three weeks, uh, so we're happy to be back. Once again, I am your host, Jennifer Ann Gordon the award-winning author of Beautiful, Frightening, and Silent, as well as the Hotel series, which includes From Daylight to Madness and When the Sleeping Dead Still Talk. I am joined, as always, by my Vox Vamos Vixens, author Allison Martine, author of The Bourbon Books. The soon-to-be-released Move On Melinda comes out... Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. Valentine's Day. I was going to say it's very soon. Uh, we also have Trisha Ridinger-McKee, author of the Beyond series... Uh, so welcome, ladies, and our fantastic guest today. I have to say, I've been stalking him low level <laughs> on Instagram uh, for quite some time. Uh, he is the award-winning audiobook narrator, as well as the author of the Messy Man trilogy, which includes The Nightmare Room, The Hungry Ones, and Messy Man. Uh, he's also an actor, director, playwright extraordinaire. He has all of these things. He's drinking wine. His name is Chris Sorensen. Welcome, Chris. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Look at that. <laughs> I missed my cue. Look at that. It's because you were drinking. See, I, I do. The I know. And then I, I, know. Then I like reach for the booze and I'm like, I, tell us about yourself. <laughs> I needed to hydrate. So I've been, I've been recording. I've been, I got up. We have a dog who has dementia now. Mm. Um, so She's now waking up at five in the morning and thinking it's eight. So yeah, uh, I'm I'm the one kind of keeping the dog around uh, in the family. So it's my job now to be the one who gets up and feeds her and gives her pills. And so I will say this: I have a cat with dementia right now, and oh. he spends quite a lot of the night meowing at our closed bedroom door. <laughs> and then when I open the door. He wants me to walk with him through the house to his food dish. Of course, there's always food in there, but then he just stares at it and I have to move it around with my hand and then he'll eat four times a night. What it's are we going to do? I know. I was just like, I've never had a child, but I feel I, like, I, I feel like I do. This 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 is a whippet whippet lab mix. So she's always been high strung. She got left in Hoboken, uh, tied up to a parking meter when she was little. So my my wife wasn't my wife when she got. She, she had Dolly for about maybe three months before she met me. So she's known Dolly and me for the same amount of time. So. Oh, so yeah, yeah. You're all married to each other. I know, I know, and married to everything <laughs> that she does. <laughs> well, so you've been up since five. I have been, and I'll be up late tonight too. So, um, yeah. So, I want to talk to you, obviously, about your your writing work. But I love the fact that you're an audiobook narrator. I love that you wrote your main character in your Messy Man series as an audiobook yeah. narrator. Um, thank you for giving us like a, a a little glimpse into that world. It sounds much more intense than I thought it would be. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, 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 had I known, uh, I mean, I've, I've been doing this for now 12 years. Uh, I started at recorded books in the city and I would commute in and then I'd sit in the booth and 
have an engineer and I'd record, you know, I recorded um, Margaret Peterson Haddix's The Missing series over a period of maybe six years, seven, seven books, I think it was. So I got to, got to read that story as it went along. So that's what it used to be. Then they realized, oh, we can just send people off to their home and have them create their own space. And uh, so I, I did that. I worked out uh, a, a deal with my wife that I would uh, put a studio in the basement. And that's something you should never do because <laughs> if people walk above you, you have to call them and say, stop. Uh, if, if it gets, <laughs> if uh, the heater goes on, you have to say, stop. If the dogs are barking, you have to say, stop. So now I've been banished uh, from the house. I was down in the basement, just like Peter in my book. But uh, Are you in like a, a shed now? Like a, a he shed? Uh, I'm in a big he shed. I, uh, I'm in the garage. Oh. <laughs> uh, so I just came there. This is... Uh, this this is this is what I've been. That's wearing. your work. This, uniform. this is my. I've got a little heater in there, but it's actually it's fantastic. I got a chance to redesign my booth, um, put it in the way back of the garage, and since we're doing we're having work done on the house down in the basement and other things, it was it was the perfect time to do it. And I wish I had done it years ago. I could have saved a lot of therapy. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> but yeah, I've been doing it for for 12 years. And I've, I've even done these audible contracts where you work for 13 weeks and you produce uh, anywhere from 10 to 15 hours of finished audio a week. Boom, 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 boom. So that's how I got, I'm, a, I'm, I'm like 260 audiobooks now that I've done wow. it's something it's like that. Crazy. And it's, wow. it's still going. So nobody needs to hear Chris Sorensen that much. I know that. <laughs> we do. We do need to hear <laughs> Not you. even my mother. I gave her an audible subscription uh, for Christmas. And she said, Oh, I'm going to get all your books. I said, don't please. No. <laughs> so oh, I was just going to say, gonna say uh, we probably have the same question. Well, I was Actually, just going to say, we, Jen and I have been talking about how much the narrators matter. I am an audiobook addict and yeah. you can take a great story and wreck it with the worst narrator. Mm -hmm. So we just are like, thank you for bringing it as like a main character so that we see what the person does and we get a little glimpse of that world. But are you in a pod? Do you have to go in a little pod like that? I'm imagining you all yeah. in case like a cicada. I've got a, I've got a thing called a whisper booth. Okay, so tell us what the whisper, whisper booth is room. like. Whisper room. It's uh, it's four feet by six feet. Okay. Uh, completely, uh, completely uh, padded. <laughs> I mean, you're in a padded small padded, room. Go on. Small, so. small padded room. Um, <laughs> I've got I've got acoustical tile all around. Um, I've got my little desk, which is actually an antique uh, school desk. Uh, one of those with the little top that opens up and down. And That's a little got, creepy, Chris. I'm hey. not going to lie. <laughs> so my, <laughs> antiques. Go on. I've got my enormous iPad. Is that I, what you're reading from? I, I read from my enormous iPad uh, because because of audiobooks and reading those, I've moved to glasses. Um, I don't think I would have done that without this, but that's fine. Um, no, and I've got, uh, I've got a little heater in there. I've got my, got my, my sound equipment, my, my $3,000 microphone. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's Mine it. Mine was I mean, like $27. I I, that, is that a road? <laughs> I like that. It's the quality yours. <laughs> I like, I like, I like that I, because I'm, I'm always afraid that something's going to happen to this thing. Well, I used it, I used it in the studio and uh, it just hits that range of my voice perfectly. I don't need anything above or below. So I was already familiar with it. It's annoying. So, so back to musical theater, you're not singing falsetto through half of these? 
I, you wouldn't want to hear me sing. <laughs> I, took, <laughs> I took four years of singing lessons to learn that I can't sing. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> I, think, I think there's a misconception with theater people. Yeah. Um, as I am also a theater person. I love musical theater. Can I sing? I cannot sing. I went to school for theater, yeah. but no singing. People are like, well, what does that even mean if you go to school for theater and you don't, if you don't do musical theater? I'm like, well, there is Shakespeare, hello, <laughs> and vocal exercises and crying on cue, <laughs> sitting in circles and just staring at other actors and just feeling it. They're like, oh, yeah. yeah. I've been away from that for a year. Yeah, I can't remember how that works. <laughs> Um, so Chris, when you, I'm assuming 260 audiobooks in, do you pick and choose the projects you want? Do you get handed books? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, the only books I've, I've chosen to do are yours. Uh, that's not true. Um, <laughs> I've done, I've done a few history books for, for people who I did their first history book, um, for, for a company. And then they said, Hey, could we, could we have you do it for us? Uh, just on the side, do it through ACX. And I said, yeah. Um, so I've done a few when I was starting to learn, but otherwise it's just, Hey, here you go. Uh, here's when it's due. Um, here's where it starts. Upload it. There you uh -huh. go. So I'm in the early stages of getting my books, uh, turned into audiobooks, And I right. did go through ACX too. Um, and I was just astounded with the amount of people within like two minutes of me putting up my book for auditions. Yeah just bombarded it was overwhelmed i was just, I, I had no idea um it's throwing breadcrumbs to a flock of pigeons it's just yeah oh. it was immediate uh but it but it's been in, an interesting process so have you ever out of 260 books done a narration for something that you just thought was not good our show is called vox vomitus so we try to talk about like the not not good in what way? I've I've done <laughs> books. I've done books that uh, pages were missing, and I've been told eh, just 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 keep going. Okay, I was going to um, say when when pages are missing, what do you do? It's only happened that once, and okay. and because of that, I I paid very close attention to this book, and I'll, I won't tell you what it is. Who who? Nope, nope. We gave don't give it to me. But I mean, the main character's name changed a couple times. I mean, it was. Uh, I said, Are you more sure you had the final final? <laughs> it, was, it was a final. It was hmm. a final. So that, I mean, there's that. Um, <laughs> I have turned down a few books uh, just because I went, mm, I don't, I don't, I don't really want to read about it. Okay. What kind of stuff do you say? This is not for Chris. Uh, if it's, if it's widely political on either end, I mean, if it's just boom, I just like to, I like to talk about, I like to talk about physics and, and, uh, and quantum physics. And right now I'm talking about, uh, the future of work and work, how work's being disrupted. And, uh, I like doing mysteries and science fiction and young adult titles. I like doing orcs. I like doing, uh, I do, I do a lot of mice and bats. I do like bats at the beach and I want to hear a mouse. I, I don't know what even to say. Uh, Oh, my next book that I'm going to be reading is Paul Tremblay's The Cabin at the End of the World. Oh, oh my it's gosh. going to be wonderful. It's better than cheese. <laughs> now, I, I think I would like to commission you to read Cabin at the End of the World as a mouse. Just because just that would be 
the the only way to lighten that book up. <laughs> I, 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 this is this is a, a shameful bit on my part. I have not I have not read it yet. And oh, so, that's and okay. I, Get out. I had I to have, laugh and say, "Can you do? Can you do the foxes and do the foxes for Survivor song? The rabid foxes. But the foxes don't have lines, so it's yes. Like <laughs> <laughs> well, there's an Instagram account with all these boxes. I, I, there I love it. I'm unfortunately I don't get get to do any of those voices in this book so. No. so I love that you're saying you like to do YA and you like to do you know creatures and orcs and things yeah. like that but then um your writing I'm really only familiar with the messy man series right. I, and is not orcs and mm-hmm. and adorable mice <laughs> it is um very very dark and truly uh, as a horror person i don't easily get terrified anymore i'm just mm-hmm. like eh, i'm not terrified uh the nightmare room terrified me Same. It, it, it was a uh, it was a uh, it's very interesting uh process to getting to the finished product it was actually there was there was a uh, there was a a director who I met with over the course of a year who I was developing a screenplay with. And it was somewhat like this. The idea that I came up with was, was a little bit like this. Peter was in it and Hannah was in it, but there were a lot of other characters and a lot of other storylines. And uh, when that finally didn't go go through, I went, I've done all this work on this story. I really need to sit down and go back to what, what really made me interested in telling this story. And so I went back to, the guy in his booth, the guy, yeah. uh, uh, the, the kid in the basement. And I was writing this Crayons. in this office. This, this is my, this, my wife grew up in this house and, uh, we live on the lake out in New Jersey. I see and, the pictures cause I see yeah. you. <laughs> well, I mean, where else? Are, are not, um, but in the room right behind me, it's a, it's a bedroom. Her, her elderly aunt, uh, lived there when we moved in with her nurse. And we were, she, she passed away in the room right next to us. Um, so that was going on while I was writing The Messy Man. And it started bringing up memories of my father who had a brain tumor, uh, who died of a brain tumor about 12 years ago. And uh, the changes that he went through after the surgery, he was a completely different person after the surgery. And so, I mean, monsters... Yeah, I'm sure one could scare me, but people who you know who are suddenly out of their mind, who are who are suddenly different, who are debilitated, is terrifying to me. And since I've met my wife, we've had we've cared for a lot of elderly people. And her mom just passed away this last year. She was actually in the in the uh, home that you was on the TV on the TV on the program. Uh, in the news uh, for having so many COVID deaths early on and walking through those doors and seeing that world and seeing people in a diminished state is I went, there's that's, I want I want to really want to play around with it. So there's a lot of, in all three books, it there, it's kind of an autobiography yeah. in different characters. I steal different parts of myself and I, I kind of hide it in there. I put different pieces in there, but, uh, yeah. 
know, so that was that, that was that section of my life when I was recording downstairs while a woman was dying upstairs. So, um, I, I love the book so much because like you said, your, your big fear is somebody changing overnight like that. Mm -hmm. I, my horror is, is grief based a lot. And I thought you, yours was as well. And it reminded me so much of, um, a combination of pet cemetery and the best of Peter Straub's world building. Um, you're it, it's just magnificent. Well, I knew I was, I mean, whenever you, whenever you reach out to anyone to say, Hey, will you read my book? Will you take a look at this? Uh, a lot of people now have little check marks. Like, is there, do you, do you, do you kill an animal? In it? Do you, you know, do you, is there, is there a death of a child in it? And I was like, my I'm, books have I'm, all of them. I'm those. unfortunately, and but not for the reason you're thinking. I'm actually, I have to check those. And then I yeah. try to do a follow-up email saying, this is really, it is what it's, you know, it's about. So um, I, I had somebody ask the same thing for me. And I did have a, a death of an animal. I had a character kill an animal. I did have a death of a child. I had, I, it, again, it was like everything. Is there rape? Is there? And I'm like, oh. yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm checking off all the boxes. Hmm. But trust me, it's Victorian era. I gloss over it. Was that a was that a flying thing? There's, there's a moth, and it. Now I see it. a floater now, and it's now on my microphone, so it's like <laughs> participating. And it's probably I thought, I was, I thought I was having a stroke or something. I'm like, <laughs> oh god, oh no, I'm seeing things. It's an actual <laughs> moth in here. <laughs> it's because Allison lives in California, where it's not everything is a frozen tundra of despair. Yeah. Yeah. It's a sunny it like tundra today, but it was it was fifty when we woke up, and it was eighty five by noon. Oh, oh wow! Nice. Wow. Oh. wow! I know nobody's sad. It's okay. <laughs> um, so I'm going to toss this over to Trisha first. Trisha, do you have questions for Chris? Yes. Um, you are involved in so many things. Um. How do you organize yourself and what do you feel um, inspires you most in what you do? Uh, organization, on one hand, the, I mean, the audiobook part takes care of itself. Um, they, I've, I've got mommy and daddy looking over my shoulder every time I get a contract. So they give me, this is when you start, this is when you turn it in, this is if you have any questions about pronunciations, here you go. And here's when you'll get your retakes back and have those back in by then. So that's, you know, that's punch in, punch out, fine. The writing uh, is all over the place. I mean, it's, it's, it's completely, completely different. And theater, theater is, is more like the theater when I, when I go out to Colorado and direct or, or go as a, as a, as a, I'm, a, I'm the, what do they call me? The playwright at large out at Cripple Creek. That is very structured, you know, rehearsal process. But writing, I I have never been somebody who writes every day. I write in big spurts, and then yeah. let then it goes down. But I do outline like crazy. I my story, I I write the story as an outline, always knowing what what I'm going to do. And that's I think it came from I started as a as a screen you know writing screenplays and doing script analysis for different companies in in the city. Um. But what inspires me is the shower. Um, all of my best ideas come when I'm taking a shower. 
Why is that? Because I have like no that. idea. <laughs> and I'm like, I wish I could just reach and grab my phone and like type in my ideas because I'm like, oh, by the time I get out of the shower, I I keep my magic. phone there, and I do I do that, and I I'm risking my phone, I'm sure, but yeah. No, we still so have a, a waterproof microphone for authors and other writers that can. <laughs> sound dampen the sound of the shower and automatically transcribe it to your laptop about 30 feet away. So you uh, don't lose it. Cause I my, like on my phone is awful. And I know I've done that where I've driven away from someplace and I'm using voice to type. So I don't get a ticket. And then I read it afterwards and I'm going, this is possibly Klingon. This is not English. And it may as well have been like, I didn't do it at all. Right. Right. Well, they say, they say uh, for inspiration, if you if you sit and you work in the same spot day after day after day, inspiration will know where to find you. And since I'm not that guy, I mean, I'll write some here, write some outside, write you know. Sometimes one play I wrote completely on on uh, yellow you know legal pads. Um, it knows to find me in the shower, you know. Yeah. That that's yeah, that's I'm your consistent spot. Yeah. Got that? Got my my pine shampoo and just thinking, and then boom. You know, if I had, if I have a problem in a story, if I'm trying to, you know, reconcile two different versions going, which way should I go? Boom. It'll usually come. So we, well, have, we have a comment. comment. Go ahead, Jen. Um, so this is uh, somebody I know. Her name is Kat. She is an actress and she is an up and coming uh, audiobook narrator. Probably. I know that it's in her, her wheelhouse. She mm -hmm. said, water drowns out the noise of life and soothes the mind and body. Yes. It's also what leads to shower crying, I think, is the same thing. <laughs> the same thing that leads to, like... Ex <laughs> well, and Laura agrees with you. She says, honestly, I take a shower when I need story ideas. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I also, also swimming. Uh, I, you live on the y, When the YMCA was open. I was going to, the, <laughs> going to the Y or going out on the lake here and, and just... And maybe it's because I'm a Scorpio. I'm a water sign, so it just... You're a Scorpio? Yeah. I never would have thought that. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so I, I'm 100% a Scorpio. I used to swim in high school and I never had story ideas then. It would just be, they might be Giants lyrics the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I've got my kind of Jack Torrancey sweater on. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Scorpio. That is a Jack Torrance yeah. sweater. Yeah. Christmas, Christmas present. Oh, yeah, Christmas present. It's the perfect writer's Christmas present. Here's a sweater that you can slowly go on <laughs> during a. <laughs> Wendy. <laughs> Do you have a favorite accent? Favorite accent. I'm I'm one of those people who can pick up an accent pretty quick but doesn't do them uh very accurately. I'm kind of like 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 a stand-up What are you doing here right now? Look at all of you three. You're oh, like the three witches maybe from Macbeth. Hocus Pocus. Oh, oh yes, from Hocus Pocus too. He's, he's also a very, very good movie. I think they made Macbeth into Hocus Pocus. Was that Russian? I don't know. It's, it's, don't it's know. a little bit of Russian. It's a little bit from over anywhere else. <laughs> I was waiting for Roman to come back and go. That's not accurate. I had to ask that, that because my my husband's Russian, and every time he hears a fake Russian accent, yeah. he's like, "That's not Russian." No, <laughs> they don't sound disgusted enough. Oh we God. actually, we actually spent we spent uh, we spent uh, a, a week two years ago with Russia, a uh, whole whole gaggle of Russians in in Italy uh, at a at a oh. villa villa for one of their uh, one of our friends Igor is uh, is Russian and that so, is that's my husband. Oh yes, name. disdain. Uh, what's what's going on over here? 
Yeah. There's a lot of like if he's podcast or video cast. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite thing. Um, Allison, do you have any questions for Chris? Well, before we went live, we were already talking and I asked Chris what he was drinking and he was explaining you were drinking wine. Mm-hmm. Tell us why you were drinking wine and why that was your choice of beverage, not just because it's COVID and no one can go anywhere. Right, right. Well, I like I like to I like to dry out my my throat. I don't know if it, if I'm supposed to, but um, maybe it's the tannins, uh, but it, 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 it gets rid of the uh, all the clicky stuff in my in my throat that you have to take out later. Um, same apple juice does the same cider does the same um, what about cider with whiskey in it cider with whiskey is very risky i don't think i'm going to <laughs> i want a t-shirt that says that <laughs> but, <laughs> with, uh, like, yeah. the, the vox vomitus logo on the back when you're when you're a narrator you have to there's so many things you have to avoid like cheese and yeah. dairy and chicken and pork and wait wait like chicken my, why can't any, you have any from any protein that I have, I'm just going to make my stomach's just going to be making noises trying to wow. grind it up. So okay. my best my best recording is either late at night or get up, you know, four in the With morning, the something like yeah. that. Get up, get up before the demented dog. So <laughs> Dolly, the I demented sh- dog. I was going to say there's a good alliteration there with Dolly. There the is. Dog. There is. Um, so, oh, gosh, I had a question. <laughs> now it's gone. I had a question. It'll come back I wanted to, to ask more about the oh, pod that you use because the pod. just the well pod, because yeah. when I was reading when I read Nightmare Room, I was very interested in that whole setup and that pod. And I personally, I can barely ride the submarine ride at Disneyland without right. getting super claustrophobic. You would hate it. So, okay, so that's not a requirement though. If you wanted to do, if someone was a no. an audiobook, they could they could still do it with acoustic tiles and so forth. You don't need to be that enclosed, but is it no. just the best sound if you're that enclosed? Not necessarily. My 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 buddy who was uh, Nick Sullivan, who's also also a writer. He was a he's been in so many shows, and he was on Broadway and a lot of things. He was in Footloose, the musical, and uh, oh, he uh, can sing Newsies. Yes, he can sing. He, he, he was in like Newsies from the beginning, from the read through. Um, but he his 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 booth up until now, he just he just plunked down like twenty grand for his booth. Was his closet with all of his clothes. And he got pointed out at uh, the CPAC, one of the, uh, one of the, was it CPAC? What is it called? APAC, APAC, not CPAC, APAC, APAC, the uh, Audio Producers uh, Association Conference thingy that I haven't been to for many years. They, they pointed him out and said, oh, Nick's got one of the best sounding home studios around. <laughs> It's, it's, like, it's like leisure suits. You know, it's just like, it's like sweaters. <laughs> it's like, you know? So, no, whatever it's sounds good sounds good. Christmas so. sweaters. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so uh, we have this closet that's chock filled with garbage in our house, and mm-hmm. uh, I was talking with my husband, and he was like, "We should clear that out, and we can make you." Because I kept talking about your book, he's like, "We can make, make a you little, a little, you can make you a little studio in there." I'm like, "The closet where the mice are," and he's like, "Yeah," <laughs> he's like, "I'm like, I, I don't, I don't want to be in there." And They're quiet. Voice the mice. <laughs> I was quiet as like, mice, so. But yeah, yeah. I mean, you can get. I mean, just go on eBay and get some uh, the foam. Get some acoustic foam. Try it out. See what works. You know. I feel like it would just be a recording of me crying because I was in a locked <laughs> closet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my, 
There might be uh, this that's year. The there might be, uh, in me. <laughs> might be a market for that. I think there's a market that I think it would be like a weird kind of um, uh, M, uh, ASMR thing, like just like a girl silently mm-hmm. quiet, like crying, mm-hmm. quieter, getting louder than going back. It would. You could sell it to people who write gothic horror, mm-hmm. or I'd people who that. can't cry. People who can't cry. Right. Isn't that sadder? That is, that's sadder. What are you, what are you listening to, Charles? I'm listening Tears. to someone crying because I can't. Because I haven't felt anything in years. <laughs> oh, my gosh. See so there, do, you, do you do your own editing? Oh, ooh, we've got a question. And I can't oh, see that because okay, I no, have yeah. no glasses. Lori Schoenfield says, shower crying to my favorite. Well, shower crying is my favorite for ideas and crying a lot happens in the shower. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I got to tell you, when my dad died, I, I, I think I had maybe a good 10-minute cry. And, I mean, I, I, felt, I still feel it to this day. I mean, we were so close. But, I mean, out and out crying was about 10 minutes. When our first dog died, I was in the shower and I was sobbing. I think there's just something about somebody who lies on your feet every night. Yeah. You know, and she would, Weezer would get up and get under the covers. Please, sir. Under I the know, covers and say, lie on your feet. Please, and you'd move your feet and she'd go. Mm. <laughs> oh, oh, our Lord Tubby does that. Mm. <laughs> yeah. He wants to sleep like on our pillow with us. And we're like, uh-uh, no, no, no. You live near the feet. But if we move it all. So like Roman and I, that's my husband. We'll just like lay there completely still. Like, it's fine. We don't have to be comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> So long as Lord Tubby is happy. He is a lord. He outranks us. That's true. Do you find do you find you give your animals like tons of nicknames? Yes. I I, I, I was I I did that too. I did that with uh, with with Whisper in this latest book. I was like, Mr. Tell, Whisper. I was gonna go on with more nicknames because our dogs have five thousand different names. Like Stretch, Stretch Armstrong, uh Mrs. Lapidus. Um just <laughs> Mrs. Lapidus and Mrs. Hendershot are our two dogs. Oh. It's Dolly and Lucy are the real names, but we, depending on on what they're doing, they get a different name. So, so our Lord Tubby, he's also called <laughs> Ding Dong, Baby Ding, the Bebe, Mister Ding. Uh, our cat is named Jimmy, but sometimes I call him Mrs. Meowsington. Oh my! <laughs> See, this is this is this is a whole episode. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, this is a whole podcast could be based on as you're chugging the wine. Yeah, this is what I. I'm know. on my break. I'm on my break. <laughs> and Chris, I wanted to know if the gloves you're wearing now—did you steal them from the cast of Newsies? Is that where you got these? them? Yeah. No, no, no. no. I like these. These, these, <laughs> these are these are my attempt. These are my kind of my Doctor Whoish attempt. Kind <laughs> of a. Uh, yeah. Are those hand snipped fingers off or did you buy them like I that? I bought them like this. I bought them. <laughs> oh, like on Etsy. It's not yeah. real authentic street urchin. Yeah. That's what I have. <laughs> <laughs> like an extra from like I've the... never I've never liked I've never liked covering my fingers. I mean, even if it's colder, I just I I, 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 I no. So band geek background, we used to wear white gloves, mm-hmm. but woodwinds we had to have our fingers cut off, so you'd have to sit there snipping all your gloves. So yep it there but i also was a handball player when i play handballs you have to have the gloves covered because you are not right. allowed to have your oils touch anything right. so i was missing gloves i have to go cut them and then have to go buy new gloves again because it was like this cycle of 
continuing to snip the fingers. You could not switch them back and forth. Trombones, trombones didn't have to do no. any of that. You don't, you don't even have to do anything with your fingers. You guys are just like, eh, slide around, we're done. Hey, you hit a, if you hit a note, you're fine. Is it the right stop? Maybe. As long as it's loud enough, people are yeah. like, good for oh, you. Yeah. You did it. <laughs> good job, trombones. All 76 of you. <laughs> We're going to get hate mail from trombone players right now. <laughs> and for people that. watching musicals. And for people watching musicals. It's not All like right. we openly said Russell Crowe sucked in Les Mis on air until not. right now. We, oh. <laughs> no, you did, that, you did that before. You did that before you started. <laughs> but now I wanted it on the copywritten record. <laughs> Jen, how are we never going to get Russell Crowe on the show? <laughs> There's that. <laughs> I miss my chance. <laughs> Chris, I want to know what you're working on now because you were saying stuff about all the stuff you're doing, including the player, the the plays that you were writing. Right. And I'm assuming. Do you write a play and a book at the same time, or do you kind of pick one and go with it? Uh, I, I I'm usually if I'm writing a play, I'm outlining a book. Okay. So, um, and I'm if I, if I'm working on anything, if I'm writing something, I'm outlining something else. Um, you don't but, feel like you're cheating on one project with the other? Yeah, I do. Oh, um, but were you uh, raised Catholic? It's fantastic. <laughs> no. My grandparents were Mennonites. <gasps> no wonder Men- Mennonite missionaries to India. So my really? mom grew up her whole life in India. So I make a mean curry. Um. So yeah. I guess before I go to Cripple Creek, Colorado, I'll go visit you for some curry. Mm, it's good stuff. And your, and your lake house. It's good stuff. Well, I uh, and Dolly. My mom passed on a, a Mennonite County cookbook because my side is, well, Pennsylvania, but my mom's side is very close to Amish country. And she has like the whole, oh, I just got mine. I just got mine in the mail. And I have, <laughs> hold on. Is there a recipe in there for some good chow chow. Is this, is this it? No, see, mine's even older. Mine has like the, the, what are they called? No, I'm forgetting like the hex signs. Yeah. The, the hexes on the front. Yeah, but I don't know. I'm not sure what happened to half of it. That and the joy of Jello. I want to know where that <laughs> joy, joy of Jello. We are both looking for it, but we want the joy of Jello cookbook back. Right. That sounds like and a Jeff, Jeff Strand book. Sorry. <laughs> um, that was a weird connection. Love Sorry, it. go this on. Is, no, <laughs> keep talking about the Mennonites. Outlining a book while writing a play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, doing all that stuff, and how do you jump back and forth? Um different programs uh i write i mean i use final draft for the for the for the for the uh, plays but i have i have different music i always i'll always write to music so nice. i've got i've got chunks of i've got tons of screenplays and tongue i mean uh, soundtracks and spotify is is killer for finding new stuff uh, i just read a book about the creation of spotify it's fascinating okay you read a book into a microphone good. Like, is mm-hmm. it, did you read a book into a microphone, like narrated a yeah, book, or you yeah, read a yeah. book for fun? Okay. Uh, just uh, for Tantor Audio, I just read a book about Spotify. It's amazing. Um, is it but, uh, no, it's not. Uh, I, have I gotten the retake? I got the, just got the retakes for that one. Okay, we'll be looking for that because a lot of lot of Swedish pronunciation. Oh my gosh, is this it? I mean, this is like walking through IKEA and reading the catalog. This is not even. This is it. Is this it? It's like pages and pages of Swedish <laughs> Swedish pronunciation Thanks. over and over. Um, but I did take two years of Swedish, so it was a little easier. Oh wow! Nothing got tungifiet. Whoa! 
But uh, I I didn't have to I don't have to write I don't have to write a play this year, um, because because nothing happened because nothing happened this year. So the great pause. Yeah, three plays going up this year, fingers crossed, including the uh, uh, haunting at the old homestead, which was my my version of an Agatha Christie slash haunted house uh, murder mystery. So single set, single set, uh, lots of ghost effects and uh, uh, like a almost a steampunky, punky, steampunk? Yeah, steampunky yeah, uh, kind it, of Ghostbuster guy. Lots of, and say, a whole seance scene and hot. All sorts of stuff. So you just Very nice. all of my it's, things that I want checked off. It was fantastic. <laughs> you have no idea what, I mean, it, the, the theater is uh, it holds about mm, 350 people it's an old victorian theater that's been that's renovated nice. and uh and uh being there i was there for the last week of rehearsals for any uh, script changes but being there for opening night sitting there with a crowd of people seeing your play go up and all of my plays since this is cripple creek they all are have musical accompaniment um there's there's all underscoring, so it's basically a soundtrack that goes through the whole piece. And I uh, we work with the musical director, who's a great great musical Jamie Mablin, who's from England. He he does all the underscoring for it, and with the fog rolling in and all the great, it's just it's just it's it, it's That's anything. Every, it's like going to a haunted house, but you made the haunted house. Oh so. my gosh, that is. I, I'm sorry. I just geeked out because that's the most beautiful <laughs> thing that I could imagine. It is like so going fun. to a haunted house, but you made the haunted house. Is yeah. Well, I, they, they've got they've let me do. Uh, they're always so fun. Every every Halloween, I get to. I've done uh, an adaptation of Frankenstein. I've done an adaptation of Dracula. I've done an adaptation mm-hmm. of Jekyll and Hyde. I have done an adaptation of what else? A lot of lot of things. I did a werewolf. Werewolves of Poverty Gulch. So well, we I have, did a burlesque. I did a burlesque version of Edgar Allan Poe's *The Raven*. So never more. Never more. <laughs> I feel like some of the audience thought that too. Well, during <laughs> the end of *The Crows Have Eyes*, the crow, three, the crowing, and she's <laughs> a spirit animal. Yeah, that that is your spirit animal, and you're doing it like Moira Rose. So I'm a little um, concerned. I just a little um, with this burlesque. Once I going. saw Shit's Creek, I thought. I definitely did the wrong take on the Raven because we <laughs> definitely played it for like weird, sexy bird. And uh, I know that those words should not go together. I guess no. um, weird, sexy bird. Weird, sexy bird. Um, but you know, it is what it is. The crowing is probably the crowing. Who has the bebe? <laughs> that is why my dog's nickname, one of his nicknames, is the bebe. I think there are going to be a lot of bebes named bebe. <laughs> I think a lot of people uh, uh, binge that early on in the pandemic. Um, uh, my friend Kat has asked, are your plays available through a publishing house? No. No. Oh, Kat, no, I'm, sorry. Not at, I'm so sorry because, because they are funded by the city of Cripple Creek and the Butte uh, Theater and Thin Air Theater Company and are proprietary. Uh, I'm, I'm commissioned to write each and every one of them, so... Wow. So what you're saying is we all have to do a field trip to yes. Google Street to go see Absolutely. all these and then go stay in oh. the haunted stay in one of the two haunted 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 hospital hotels. 
Are there other Haunted places to stay there just for those of us who want to be alive in the morning? Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, it's an old gold mining town, um, and there's, it's also there's casinos there now. So it's like a, a little modern, little little old times. You can go on ghost tours. There's uh, a great old cemetery walk that you yes. can go on. And uh, oh yeah, and there's a there's Maggie the ghost who's in in uh, where is she? Which there's a building where she's reported to be waltzing around on the second floor and it's oh, the building I want to meet Maggie. Maggie meet well, she, li- she, she lives in this building that used to be Lampman's Mortuary and when you go down into the bottom floor where the where where you eat there's a little restaurant down there it's all brick wall and there's a few bricks that are missing on the bottom and you, I asked one time why why is that and they said well they would do the you know, examination, well, you know, final examinations, the autopsies or whatever, preparations upstairs, and then through the walls and the brick down through their channels that run down in the wall and out like drains. So it, everything mm-hmm. used to drain down this way. Oh. So, so where that's you where you're eating. eating. That's yeah. Yeah. They have great pancakes. <laughs> I feel like that is our end note for today, ladies and gentlemen. They've got great pancakes. Um, Chris, you are fantastic. We yes. could keep going for like hours and hours. Unfortunately, we cannot. Oh, no. Oh, no. I oh, guess no. it's uh, time for me to eat something that uh, won't digest so loudly and get, right, back, to and the get back to work. Yeah. Um, How about you- pancakes? Maybe pancakes? pancakes are fantastic. <laughs> they would be great. Right. I have, pancakes? I have, I have, I have a Costco-sized thing of of pancake mix. That's then a good I idea. say, in honor of tonight, you eat your pancakes and have some more wine and wow. get back to work. <laughs> wine and pancakes. <laughs> it's a wine and pancake kind of kind of night. Twenty twenty is a wine and pan. Twenty twenty and now twenty twenty one is a wine and pancake year. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, this is bourbon, but whatever. It's bourbon, bourbon, and pancakes. That just seems a little sadder. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. They may not have it now, but Trader Joe's has bourbon barrel aged maple syrup, and it is divine. Mm. Children do not oh. like it, but I'm like bourbon at breakfast. It's syrup. It's totally fine, and it's, it's totally delicious. Fine. It makes there's you feel like you're in up. Europe when you can just drink at six a.m. <laughs> Give me a straw. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Um, it was great to be back here at Vox Vomitus. Next week, our guest is, I want to say Nola Nash. It is Nola Nash. Thank you, Allison, for remembering Mm -hmm. our, our six month schedule that's coming out. Um, so thank you everybody for being here. Thank you to Roman Sorotin, my husband and our producer. Thank you to Pam Stack, our executive producer. Thank you to everybody at the Global Authors on the Air Radio Network. This has been a copywritten podcast from the Global Authors on the Air Network, and we will see you all next week.